Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Uh, We're continuing our series, which is called Finding Joy, and it is a series about mental health. And I didn't realise when Paul and I were chatting about what we're going to do, this series that we're doing, that this month is Mental Health Health Month. So there you go. It's a good thing to be talking about. I pray that you've been able to find pockets of joy in your week last week. You know, I have found myself uh, speaking about joy a number of times this year. In fact, this is the fourth message that I have preached this year about joy. And I can't remember the last time I preached about joy previously to this year. So I suspect that, you know, we're probably need to, at times, at times possibly we've lost our joy and we need to find it. So um, how are you going with that today? I want to read a scripture as I start my message. And I believe it is a prophetic declaration over some of you today. So just let the Word of God do its thing as I read. It's from Isaiah 51 and it says this, Indeed, the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her ruins. He will make the wilderness like Eden, the desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her or him, thanksgiving and the sound of a melody. Some of you need to hear that this morning. God will comfort all of the ruins. Some of you are looking at at ruins, at brokenness, at things that are not as they should be, as you see in the future. They're not, and, and God wants to bring comfort to that today. He wants to bring restoration to that today. It says, He will turn the wilderness into Eden. The wilderness, the dry desert, the barrenness, He will turn it into Eden, which is full of life, lushness, fruitfulness. That is where you're heading today. That is where you're going today. Life is going to spring forth from the wilderness, from the desert, and from the ruins. Joy and gladness will be found. You will find it. Thanksgiving and a song, which you may have lost. Here comes your song again. Joy means cheerfulness, delight, and gladness. And I want to talk about three things that are to do with joy this morning. The first thing I want to tell you, uh, say is that joy is actually a gift. The Bible talks about something called the oil of joy. Psalm 45 verse 7 says, You love justice, you hate evil. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than on anyone else. Who wants to have that? Isaiah 61 verse 3 says, And provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning. The oil, this oil being spoken of, it's actually an anointing. 
The anointing is a spiritual force accompanying the Holy Spirit that empowers us. There is an anointing of joy. It's an experience given to us by God and it's the oil of joy. I love that. It's joy that doesn't make sense. It's joy that's not dependent on a lockdown or a pandemic. It's not dependent on what's going on around us. It's joy that it stays constant even when darkness tries to drag us down. Do you need some of that today? Because I tell you, it's available. When the Holy Spirit touches our life, He brings joy. I don't know if you've experienced that. I have experienced that. You know, when the believers, when the believers at Pentecost were filled with the Holy Spirit, they spoke in other tongues and people could understand what they were saying from different places. But also some people thought they were drunk because they were happy. The oil of joy. The Bible tells us that joy is also a fruit of the Holy Spirit. That passage in Galatians 5 that talks about all the fruits of the Spirit, it, it, my Bible calls it living by the Spirit's power. Galatians 5.22 says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness and faithfulness. There is an, an anointing of joy and joy is a gift that the Holy Spirit brings to our life. Do you need that today? The more we lean into Him and allow His power, more access to our lives, the more we'll experience His joy, which is not dependent on what is going on around us. I know someone at the moment who's walking through a really, really tough time and they said these words to me last week. They said, you know even though, and, and it's really tough what they're going through, and it's been going on for a while, I haven't lost my joy. I've kept my joy. That's what they said. I've kept my joy. And I thought, that's, the, that's a gift from God, the oil of joy, the anointing of joy. So joy is a gift. <clears throat> the, second, the second point I have today is that we can actually cultivate joy in our lives. We can do it. And I have a couple of ways that I want to encourage us in doing that today. And the first way is to manage our emotional world. Proverbs 4.23 says, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Watch over your heart. What is going on in your heart? Some people don't have an awareness of what is going on in their heart, what is going on in their emotional world. <clears throat> and, you know, that's really sad because God actually gave us emotions and he wants us to experience emotion. If he, if he didn't want us to experience emotions, he wouldn't have given them to us. I know someone who brags that, you know, they just don't, they don't really, they're not, they don't have emotions. And I was, and this person's daughter got married and I said, I actually, I asked them a question. I said, so, you know, how was it? You know, were you joyful? Uh, were you a bit sad? You know, how, and, and they said, oh, no, I didn't feel anything. And I thought, wow, maybe you've just shut your emotions down so much that you don't, you're not even aware of what's going on. How sad. Now, we don't live, we do not live by our emotions, but we do need to acknowledge them and listen to what they are telling us because they actually are telling us what's going on inside. 
They're telling us something. And I think there's been, you know, really some unhealthy messaging around emotion over the years. And when I say cultivate joy by learning to manage our emotional world, I'm not saying we ignore our emotions, we deny our emotions, or we bury our emotions, because that's unhealthy. That is, that is an unhealthy way to handle our emotions. Because if we don't process what's going on inside, um, our emotions don't die. And, and we'll end up leaking them all over other people. And, and maybe we'll not take responsibility for them and we'll start to blame other people. I, I don't know if you've done this or if you've had this happen to you where you've said something or done something and there's just been such an overreaction. That's possibly because we haven't been managing our emotions. If we aren't good at processing our emotions or if we just squash them down and push ourselves and just keep going and, you know, and we need to do that at times for, for reasons, we may actually, it may be a good idea to take some time, sit before God and ask ourselves questions to help us to see what's going on and to start to get emotion out and to deal with stuff. It's uncomfortable, but it's worthwhile. And if we don't allow ourselves to do that, we will not experience joy. We won't. We will be so shut down, we will not experience any emotion at all. You know, quite recently, it was before we went into lockdown, I had a really bad I had two phone calls. It was a work day. I was working from home, which I'm doing all the time at the moment. But um, this was before lockdown, so I was working from home, which was unusual. Um, and I had two phone calls that were very disturbing. Both of them were really disturbing. And Paul came home from work and I chatted with him about it, which was really helpful, always helpful. But I knew that I had to get out. It was about nine o'clock at night and I said, babe, I have to go for a walk. If I don't go for a walk and do something about all these emotions, I'm not going to sleep and I want to sleep. So I went out and you might have read some Psalms. Well, that was me. I just poured it all out to God. I just got all that emotion out and we have to do that. Manage our emotional world. The better we are at managing our emotional world, the more joy will experience in our lives. Okay, we cultivate joy by managing our emotional world, by embracing our limits. Now, I don't know how you go with this idea. Historically, I've been actually really bad at doing it. I've been not great. I absolutely believe in expansion and growth and increasing my capacity and stepping out and enlarging the place of my tent. And, and it's helped me become a bigger person. And I've lived this way for the last 54 years. And in some ways, I've seen some good fruit from it. And I can tell you why it's valid and important. But if it's done for the wrong reasons, it's downright damaging to our internal world and our physical world. Was I pushing myself because it was God and his specific work for me to do at that time? Or was I pushing myself because I wanted other people to validate me so that I felt important? I've done both. Maybe you have too. And I'm coming to understand that my limits are a gift from God. He made me after all. My personality mix, which is introverted, 
And sometimes if I'm in a situation where there's lots and lots of people and I'm just so overwhelmed, people can look at me and think, gosh, she's a bit unfriendly. And I'm not meaning to be unfriendly. It's just that I'm an introvert and it's also overwhelming and putting myself out there can be hard at times. All the introverts understand what I'm saying. Now, my husband, on the other hand, never has that problem. In fact, he has more of a problem when we're in lockdown because he needs people. My gift mix, the fact that I look at notes, Paul is the opposite. He can stand up for three hours and speak without looking at a note. But that's okay. There are some things that I do that he has more, he, he's not, it's not as natural for him. If we continually push ourselves beyond our God-given limits, we're not going to experience joy. We'll be irritable, stressed, anxious, angry, because we're not being true to who God has made us to be. We're more effective when we embrace our limits. We're more connected to others, connected to God, and we have more joy because we're not striving and pushing and proving something to who rather than living with the unforced rhythms of grace. Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, which is a great book, uh, there's a quote from it from a rabbi and he says this, In the coming world they will not ask me, why were you not Moses? They will ask me, why were you not you? Be you. God made you to be you. And God has a different path for all of us. And it's a tragedy to waste my life trying to be someone, trying to live someone else's life. Please understand I am not advocating using my limits as an excuse for being selfish or not allowing God to transform us into his image. That is not what I'm saying. I, there was a, a guy I know, grew up knowing years and years and years ago, and he used to say this. He used to say, I'm like God, I change not. And I thought, well, you're not God, so you need to change. We all need to change. We need to continue to allow God to change us. And embracing our limits means we live from who he's made us to be rather than pushing ourselves to try and be someone who we're never meant to be. We are free to be ourselves. When we're free to be ourselves, we will experience more joy and have more love for others and live a more peaceful life. Galatians 3.11 in the message version says this, doing things for God is the opposite of entering into what God does for you. Who has God made you? Who has God made you? Live that way. You're going to have a lot more joy. And my last point is sing your way out of trouble. Trouble. Martin Smith from Delirious Fame, if you, you may or may not know that band. If you're young, you may not know it. But um, great band. Anyway, Martin Smith put out a new song recently and it's called Trouble. And the chorus says, I'm going to sing my way out of trouble. And when I heard it, I thought, yeah, that, that, that's true. That is certainly true. There is power in praising God, power to transform us from the depths, to change our perspective, to cultivate joy in our life. And so I want to encourage you to cultivate joy in your life by singing and letting praise come out of your mouth. In Acts, Paul and Silas were in chains at midnight. They were in a jail and they were in chains and they started to sing. 
And as they started to sing, an earthquake happened. They raised a hallelujah in the presence of their enemies. And you know what happened? The, the chains around them broke and they were set free. And it's an amazing thing. In Psalm 57, David wrote this psalm when he, was, he ran from Saul who was trying to kill him. And God asked him to protect him. And in his time of trouble, David chooses to wake up his heart to praise God. Here it is. It's uh, 7 to 11. It says, My heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. Wake up, my heart. Wake up. He's, in, he's got someone chasing him at the moment. Wake up, my heart. Wake up, O lyre and harp. I will wake the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, among the people. I will sing your praises among the nations. For your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. And let your glory, there you go, let it shine. And that praise, and as he started to praise, as he started to praise, there was joy coming out of his mouth, no matter what was going on around him. And there is a song in your heart, whether you can carry a tune or not. And, it's, and if you let that song come out, it will change your outlook. It will change your countenance. It will bring joy. Praising God will increase joy. It will cultivate joy. Being grateful, praising, it changes us from the inside out. And, you know, I've just found this thing happening with me recently as I go for lockdown walks. You know, every day we go out. I go out. Paul goes out. And... I was, you know, I, and I would pray. But lately, over the last three weeks, it's just, there's just been a song. And it's just come and it's just coming out. And I tell you what, it's changing me as I just put my eyes on Jesus. Because I do miss being here together with you, praising God together in corporate worship. There's nothing like it. But just letting that song come out. Why don't you do it? You know, kids sing without inhibition. They don't care whether they can sing or not. And as we get older, we get more refined or embarrassed and sometimes locked up. But God wants us free to sing, to lift up our voice and sing. And I can promise you that there are people here listening today and you have lost your song in this time. You've let the song in your heart die. God wants to give you back your song. He says, come on. Let that song arise. Sing like you did before. Sing like you did before the pandemic. Sing like you did before the layers of hurt or disappointment silenced your song. Sing like you did before you lost your joy. Sing like you did before fear stole that song away. Sing like you did before the business failed or the relationship failed. Sing your way out of trouble, guys. It will change you. It will cultivate joy. Joy is a gift. Do you need to receive the gift of the oil of joy today? Because I believe that God wants to touch you and bring joy to your world. Maybe you just need to cultivate joy by dealing with some of those emotions that you've suppressed and locked down. Or maybe, maybe you need to embrace your limits and not keep pushing and striving and just know that God has made you to be who you are. Or... Maybe you just need to sing your way out of trouble. Father, I pray right now for everyone listening, everyone who's with us today, 
Lord, I ask that the joy of the Lord that is strong, that is our strength, God, I pray that that joy would touch them. Father, that the oil of joy would fill every heart, every heart. The joy that, the merry heart that is like medicine, God, it would, it would heal, it would release. Father, for those that need to manage their emotions or, or stop pushing so hard, God, I pray that you would help us to do that and help us to sing, God, to praise you and see chains break, see earthquakes happen in a good way that bring freedom to our lives. Touch every person, I pray in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.